analysis with no punches pulled. This is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Vanessa. The new guy has arrived, and he's here to keep it real. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the premiere of From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. My name is Jimmy Finizzi. I hope that you are doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic day so far. First and foremost, before we start anything, I want to thank everybody here at the Hockey Podcast Network for welcoming me with just really big open arms. I really appreciate every single one of you for allowing me to be here. This is a dream come true for me. For me to come on here on this very fine network and to be able to talk about my favorite team, the New York Rangers, means so much to me. It means more than you can imagine. So thank you to everybody at the Hockey Podcast Network for allowing me to live out my dream. Now, with that being said, brief intro about myself. As I said, my name is Jimmy. I've been a New York Rangers fan my whole life. I was born in 1994. Yes, the year they last won the Stanley Cup. So I always like to make the joke that I jinxed the Rangers because they haven't won a Stanley Cup in 29 years. But who's counting? Anyway, I digress. But yes, as a two-month-old infant growing up, I didn't really get to see the Rangers win the Stanley Cup, but I still do watch highlights to this day of Mark Messier, Brian Leach, uh, Stefan Matteau, Jeff Bukaboom, and the crew lifting Lord Stanley's Cup after 54 years at that time. After a long wait, they finally got it, and now it's been nearly 30 years since they last won a Stanley Cup. So the drought's getting longer. When's it coming, Rangers? When's it coming? But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I am from New Jersey, by the way. I just want to point that out. I am from New Jersey, but I am a New York Rangers fan. And you may ask yourself, how are you a Rangers fan and you're living in New Jersey? Because again, I was raised by my mother as a Rangers fan. My mom grew up a Rangers fan and she wanted me to be a Rangers fan. So you can thank my mom for that one. Shout outs to my mother. I love you and thank you for supporting me as I live out my dream on here. Same with my dad as well. Thank you to both my parents. I love you both very, very much. And thank you to all my amazing family and friends as well. Just want to point that out there. But yes, you can thank my mom for raising me as a New York Rangers fan. But I digress there. Having been a Rangers fan all my life, I've learned that you got to tell the honest truth about this team. Because... Some sports fans here in New York, yes, they are very intelligent. I will give them that. But there are some that just have no freaking idea what they're talking about. And I am here to set the record straight with those fans. Not all the time, but sometimes. But I think in this first ever episode of the podcast, I figured I would go over what happened with this team this past season, and I will also talk about their next possible head coach. So, 
let's dive into what happened this past season. So the New York Rangers finished with a record of 47, 22, and 13. 107 points, third place in the Metropolitan Division, five points behind the second place New Jersey Devils, and six points behind the division winners in the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, the Rangers did end up playing the New Jersey Devils in the first round of the playoffs. It went seven games. It was a back-and-forth classic series. Rangers were up two games to none, but all of a sudden, the Devils pulled Vitek Vanacek. They started Akira Schmid, and all of a sudden, a gear shifted, and the New Jersey Devils took control of that entire series. Now, granted, the Rangers did force a Game 7 at Madison Square Garden. They did win that game, but Game 7 at New Jersey, the Devils ended up winning, and they faced Carolina where they ultimately lost in, I believe it was five games, I believe. But uh, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But yes, the Rangers did play the Devils in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And hey, shout-outs to my good friend, Neil Villapiano, who does Devil State of Mind. He's doing a fantastic job right there. Congrats to his team. They had a phenomenal season. But the Rangers, look, man, the way that series ended... Was I upset? Of course I was, because me as a Ranger fan, I don't like the Devils. I hate the Flyers more, but that's just me. But, was I upset? Yes. Was the season a disappointment? Yes. Was it a failure? Because I kept hearing a bunch of Rangers fans say the season was a failure, because it was cup or bust. Well, because you made it that way. And I kept hearing a bunch of analysts saying, oh, it's cup or bust for the Rangers this year. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Look, if you really think about it, on paper, the Rangers are probably one of the youngest and most talented teams in the National Hockey League. On paper. But that talent's got to show up on the ice. Now, granted, some of it did. But come playoff time, that talent needs to show up more. Give you a prime example. Artemi Panarin showed up in the regular season, no problem. Completely disappeared in the postseason. We saw no signs of Artemi Panarin at all this entire postseason. He was awful. Awful. The only two people that I would say that really showed up in the playoffs that I can name off the top of my head right now are Chris Kreider and Igor Shosturkin. And by the way, can I just say this about Igor Shosturkin? I feel bad for him. He literally carried the team on his back yet again. This feels like an instance of Henrik Lundqvist all over again. Because Henrik Lundqvist, throughout his entire career with the New York Rangers, always had the team on his back. He did everything that he could to help his team win. But the team around Henrik Lundqvist didn't do anything. And neither is this team with Igor Shesterkin. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Or do I have a point? Let me know. But I feel bad for Igor Shesterkin. We truly don't deserve him, but we have him. And I am forever thankful that we went from one Vesna winning goalie to another Vesna winning goalie. I'm truly thankful for that. But you got to get the right pieces around him. Because come playoff time, they disappear. Now, 
Forget Artemi Panarin for a second. I know I mentioned him, but Panarin was god-awful. But besides him, Patrick Kane. I was of the proponent that the New York Rangers did not need Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, excuse me. Jeez, Patrick Kane. <laughs> well, Patrick came and went this postseason, if you want to put it in its proper perspective. But I digress there. But Patrick Kane, I was of the mindset that we did not need him. I didn't want him because I didn't trust his health. And lo and behold, it turns out that he's been playing with a bad hip. He had surgery recently, and now he's going to be out for at least four to six months. But I think that should mean that he should be back in time for the, for the start of the regular season. Will that be with the Rangers? Who the hell knows? But we'll see when that time comes. But we didn't need Patrick Kane. It was nice. He did produce in some big moments. Like, we'll give him that. But we didn't need him. The Rangers did not need him. I don't know why they got him, but hey, it's the Rangers. They'll go after any big-name free agent at this point. The other big name that they got via trade for Sammy Blay was Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, granted, I did like that trade because Vladimir Tarasenko is a much better player than Sammy Blay. That's just my personal opinion. Sammy Blay just flat out did not score as a Ranger. But now that he's back in St. Louis, all of a sudden he's found his scoring touch again. Hey, good for Sammy Blay. I'm happy for him. I wish him nothing but the best. But I like Vladimir Tarasenko. I personally think that Vladimir Tarasenko will be back with the Rangers. And quite frankly, they need his offense more than they need Patrick Kane's offense. Hot take right there, at least for me. But I digress. But I like Vladdy. I like him. And I like Patrick Kane, don't get me wrong. But it's hard to say whether both or one of them will be back. Because, you know, it's, it's eating away money. It's eating away money. But we'll get to that another episode. But on paper, like I said, this Rangers roster is supremely talented. I mean, look at Chris Kreider, Philip Heedle, Mika Zibanejad, Keandre Miller, Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, the captain, Jacob Truba, Capo Caco, Alexi Lafreniere, Artemi Panarin, Braden Schneider, Jimmy Vesey, Tyler Mott, Vincent Trocek. I can go on and on and on about how talented this Rangers team is. But you got to show up come playoff time. And most of them, outside of Kreider and Shesterkin, did not. They just didn't. I want to touch up on one player in particular, though. Particular, excuse me. Alexi Lafreniere. The Rangers drafted him number one overall for a reason. And I'm going to be 100% real. I hated it when the Rangers got the number one overall pick that year. And I didn't like the draft pick at first. Are you starting to see why I didn't like it? Alexi Lafreniere does not look good right now. Now, granted, it's not all of his fault. He's not being developed the right way. I get it. But now you're starting to see why I didn't like the trade. Or, or, or the draft pick, excuse me. Now, granted... I am willing to give him another shot. But if he doesn't do anything this upcoming season, I think it may be time for uh, for a trade. Now, I am hearing rumors already that the Vancouver Canucks are already interested in trading for Alexei Lafreniere. Will it happen? 
Well, I don't know. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, it will have happened already. But who knows? Me personally? He's from Quebec, isn't he? I think he'd be better off in Montreal. Maybe he'll find his touch there. But again, we can talk about that if and when he gets traded. More so if at this point. But I like the kid. I really, really do. But I just really want him to be developed better so I can give him another shot. Is that too much to ask? Because he hasn't looked good. He really hasn't. Capo Caco as well. He's had some moments, but he hasn't looked good either. The Rangers seem to have a problem with player development. Now, whose fault that is, I don't know. I don't know if it's the coach's fault. I don't know if it's from upstairs. I really don't know whose fault that is. But something's got to give, man. Something's got to give with these young players. But look, to answer the question directly of whether the season was a failure or not, I'm not going to go that far. I will say, though, that the season was a disappointment because of the way the series ended against the Devils. Now again, congratulations for them forcing a Game 7 because, quite frankly, the Rangers had no business playing the Devils in the playoffs. The Devils were the much better team. On my other podcast, The Bottom Line, which you can go subscribe to on our YouTube channel, just search for The Bottom Line Jimmy and find us on all audio platforms as well, I picked the Devils to win that series in seven games, and for a good reason, because they had more speed than the Rangers, they had more scoring, they had better defense. I personally thought that Igor Shesterkin played better than Akira Schmidt, but Akira Schmidt was absolutely lights out for the Devils. He played out of his mind. I got to give him all the credit in the world. Hey, Devils fans, I think you found your future goalie. That's just me. But me personally, I thought Igor Shesterkin played a lot better than Akira Schmidt. But even still, goaltending can only do so much. You got to score and you got to help your goaltender. And the Rangers did not do that. They did the first two games. But where did it go after that? I mean, think of it this way. The Rangers' power play in that series was so dominant the first two games, and all of a sudden, it disappears the rest of the series. Where did it go? Where did it go? Their penalty kill, no problems with. Their penalty kill, I thought, was fine. Their penalty kill is one of the Rangers' biggest strengths. The power play, though, that's yet to be desired. But the Devils were faster than them. Their scoring was better. And their defense was way better. That's why the Devils won this series in seven games. And me as a Ranger fan, even though I do not like them, I want to congratulate the Devils on a phenomenal season. It's well-deserved. And ladies and gentlemen, I got news for you. The Devils are not going anywhere anytime soon. They're only going to get better from here. And you know what? Within these next three, five years... I can see them winning a Stanley Cup. So if you're the Rangers, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do? But the season was not a failure. It was a disappointment. But I do expect better from the Rangers next season. With that being said, we're going to get to the coaching topic in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors at DraftKings. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. 
New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. And right now is the best time to do this because Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals is tonight. And I gotta be honest, I'm kind of putting my money towards Vegas. They're back in Vegas. It's Game 5. They won a crucial Game 4. Even though they almost blew a 3-0 lead, they still hung on to win in Florida. It's back in Vegas. I do not see how Vegas loses. I think the Vegas Golden Knights close it out and they will be your Stanley Cup champions for the first time ever. But that's just me. What you want to bet on is up to you. And you can take advantage of our special offer while doing it. How? Well, it's really quite simple. All you do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using our promo code THPN. And by doing this, you can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. See full terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash hockey terms. DraftKings is offering sports betting in Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Or in Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. All right, so now let's get into the coaching search for the New York Rangers as on May 6th, Gerard Gallant and the New York Rangers have agreed to mutually part ways, air quotes. He got fired. Let's call it what it is. Gerard Gallant got fired. And I did not like this move. I still don't like it because I do not see what the problem was with Gerard Gallant. Maybe you can argue that the changing of the lines constantly was a bit much. Yes, we can have an argument about that. And I won't argue with that because that has been questionable about him. But other than that, what was the problem? What was the problem? The players seemed to like him. So what was the problem other than him constantly switching the lines around? Someone tell me. I'm curious. But I digress. So Gerard Gallant is no longer the coach of the Rangers. And from what I have been hearing as of now at the time of this episode, the two main candidates for the Rangers' next head coach are John Hines or Peter Laviolette. Now, I have been hearing Joel Quinville, but that's no longer happening. I heard Mike Babcock, but now he's the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I want to know part of Mike Babcock anyway. I do not believe in Mike Babcock, but that's just me. But now it's between John Hines and Peter Laviola. And hopefully, by the time this episode is released, the Rangers will have a new head coach. Now, I keep hearing that they could make an announcement as soon as this week, if the Stanley Cup Finals end tonight. But we'll see what happens. But listen, out of these two coaching candidates, I'd rather put up with Peter Laviolette. Because in all honesty, what has John Hines done as a head coach that makes you say he's the right guy to lead us to a Stanley Cup? What has he done? Well, I'll tell you what he's done. He spent five years as the coach with the New Jersey Devils, right? In those five years, he only made the playoffs once 
That was in 2017-2018. They finished fourth in the division. They lost in five games to the Tampa Bay Lightning. He most recently was the coach of Nashville. He spent four years there. And to his credit, he has made the playoffs three of his four seasons in Nashville. So I will give him credit. But his playoff record is not good, man. It's not good at all. His first season as head coach of the Nashville Predators in 2019 and 2020, they finished fifth and got swept by the Arizona Coyotes. By the Coyotes? Really? Let's go to 2020-2021. They clinched the playoffs on May 8th of 2021 after beating the Carolina Hurricanes 3-1. And they played them again in the playoffs and they lost in six games. Alright, so a little bit better. It's better than getting swept. But then the following season, in 2021 and 2022, they finished 5th again and got swept by the Colorado Avalanche, who would go on to eventually win the Stanley Cup. So yeah, John Hines? No. Hell no. I want no part of him. He is not a good head coach. I don't know what the Rangers see in him. Apparently... He was supposed to have a second interview. I don't know if that interview actually did happen. But what is the big deal with John Hines? He's not a good head coach, people. He's not. The Devils didn't like him. Nashville, I mean, granted, he made the playoffs three or four years again. But what did Nashville see in him? What does anybody see in John Hines? Now, I wish nothing but the best for him. I hope he succeeds wherever he goes. But he's not good. He's not a good coach, people. I'm sorry. He's not. Now, if you look at Peter Laviolette, he has only missed the playoffs twice in his 20-plus year head coaching career. Only twice he's missed the playoffs. One of those times being this past season in 2022-2023 with the Washington Capitals. I think I'd take my chances with Peter Laviolette if I was the New York Rangers, because at least he can provide you some playoff success. Oh, by the way, I want to bring this up for a second. I was actually having this conversation with my dad not too long ago, and he brought up the name Mark Messier. As nice as that would be, that is every Ranger fan's pipe dream. In other words, it's not happening. Now listen, I'm not saying that all players turned head coaches are bad by any stretch. As a matter of fact, the last good player turned head coach that I can remember off the top of my head was Hector Toe Blake for the Montreal Canadiens. That's how far back I can go. But honest question here, name me the last good player turned head coach that you remember. I'm actually very curious about that. Let me know on Twitter, at BlueSeats94, who was a good player-turned-head coach. Again, on Twitter, at BlueSeats94. I'm curious about that. No debate, I'm just curious. That's all. But look, it would be nice to have Messier as a head coach. I would love that. But what are the realistic chances of that happening? I think he's perfectly fine as a studio analyst for ESPN right now. I think he's doing very well for himself. I don't think he wants to be a coach anyway. Now, I'm also hearing that Patrick Waugh is also being thrown around as a potential coaching candidate. Not for the Rangers, but for other teams. 
That is also a pipe dream. Now, granted, I think that is more likely than Marc Messier, but even still, that's a pipe dream. Now, if he were to coach the Montreal Canadiens, Patrick Waugh, oh boy, we'd be having a whole different conversation. But as far as the Rangers are concerned, like I said, I think I would rather take my chances with Peter Laviolette than John Hines. Hell, I'd rather have John Tortorella back. Yeah, I said it. I know most Ranger fans didn't like Torts, or some Ranger fans didn't like Torts, because I know a lot of them absolutely loved him, but I'd rather have him back. How about that? But I know that's not going to happen. So, Peter Laviolette it is. I don't want Joel Quinville. I don't want John Hines. I want Peter Laviolette. And if you can find somebody who's better than him, then do it. But right now, Peter Laviolette it is. For me, at least. What say you? Let me know on Twitter, at BlueSeats94. Who do you want as the Rangers' next head coach? And hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, they will have a new head coach. And we'll be discussing if it's a good fit or not. But be sure to follow the show on Twitter, at BlueSeats94. Thank you again so much to everybody here at the Hockey Podcast Network for welcoming me with open arms. This was a fun first episode. I can't wait to continue. I'm only just getting started, people. We got a bunch to discuss with this Rangers team. But until the next episode, I'm Jimmy Finezzi. Have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening, and I will catch you next time. Go Blue Shirts, and see you later. Peace!